Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to the fourth episode of the Angel Main Show. It's a pleasure to be with you. Um, yeah, so let's just get right to it. Uh, the topic for the days for today's episode is going to be the COVID nineteen virus, and we're going to be discussing just um, how it's just been affecting El Paso, just because this is where I reside. This is where I was born and raised. So I'm going to be giving just like a basic little update on all the stuff that's been going on, just on some research that I've been doing lately. Um, I'm sure that there's tons more information. I'm not exactly going to do like a whole like health spiel and like tell you things that you should be doing and like little tips or whatever, because you can get all that information from like a more reliable source. So I'm just going to be talking about some stuff that I found. Uh, shout out El Paso Times. And yeah, hope you enjoy the episode. Um, El Paso Times in like they're not like a sponsor or anything i just we got all my information from them and i'll probably if you wanted to if you wanted to contact me i could definitely send you the links and stuff um yeah well thank you for tuning into this episode hope you enjoy it Greetings, brothers and sisters. Thank you again for tuning in. <laughs> um, again, this is going to be a COVID-19 pandemic episode. I am only going to be giving kind of like just local information, just stuff from where I'm from, which is El Paso, Texas. Um, but it's going to be interesting. So, I mean, please still listen. Um, yes. <laughs> As of today, Tuesday, March 24th, there have been 11 reported cases and that's i don't know just it freaks me out just because the way that our town is just like i know every town just kind of has like a lot of people that or every city has people that know a bunch of people and like this everybody just kind of knows everybody but this is i know like there's parts of big towns like i know in a city like dallas it's not like that you're not going to know everybody in your neighborhood but the way it kind of sets up here like you're not going to meet a person that doesn't know somebody that you know and like regardless something's gonna be connected unless they're from out of town or they're new to town but chances are that these people are gonna know people that you know and have like seen them recently so that's like i don't know it just freaks me out because if we hadn't done what we if we haven't been doing what we've been doing and if we haven't taken the steps that i'm going to explain to you that we took this morning i say we like i was part of the decision making i'm talking about the um, the the people more talking about like this is the government officials but the point that i was getting at is that like um so people are like it's really common that you're gonna know like you're gonna meet somebody that knows either one person that you know you're gonna know or they're gonna know several people or they'll know your whole fucking family point is that like this town is big or the city's kind of biggish but it's still really really small and yeah so for that reason like that's why i feel like if worst comes to worst the like if the circumstances were terrible and we hadn't taken any precautions the virus could have spread like insane so the fact that there are only 11 cases here so far and the fact that we live in a border town which is right next to like the mexican border so a lot of people like going back and forth a lot of international flights because a lot of the times it is cheaper to fly into like Mexico and then cross the border than it is to fly directly into the United States to be coming from like a foreign country. So those are like, those are like just the little things that freak me out, you know, <laughs> those are the tiny little things and like just how like exp- 
how easily people could be exposed to this virus. Just because also it's like, it's a one, right? Or it's like by like, you could like cough in the air. Like someone who has it can cough in the air and then get other people sick. I don't know. Fuck it. Uh, it's just kind of sketchy to me. Um, no, but yeah. So the fact that there are only 11 cases in El Paso, which is, I think, still a really big number. It's double digits already, but fuck it. I mean, it, things really could be worse. Literally, they could be worse. And I guess that is a good moment for me to segue into what exactly the government officials did this morning. And what they did in El Paso is they issued a stay home and work safe order, um, quote unquote. And then this means that essentially only people that are absolutely necessary for this city to be safe and to function are going to have to go to work. So it's pretty much like um, firefighters, police officers... Um, most likely most government officials will probably be to be able to work from home. But if you're like um <coughs> like a first responder or if you're a doctor or a nurse or if you work in the hospital or if you work in the medical field in general, you're probably gonna <laughs> end up um you're probably gonna end up not stopping work. Like you they're just gonna continue to work. Um there are other people like grocery stores or places like grocery stores, gas stations, anything like that, anything of that sort is most likely going to stay open or will stay open for the time being and probably I'm pretty sure until like the very last moment like <laughs> you know it'll be absolutely necessary to close everything if it gets to that point but yeah pretty much stuff like that is all going to stay open which means that regular people like ourselves are going to be able to commute to the grocery store we are going to be able to go to the corner store we could even go to the park and stuff just to do some exercising and stuff as long as we're practicing social distancing other than that, if, if you're doing pretty much anything other than that and you're not allowed to be driving around or you're not authorized to be driving around, you could pretty much get fucked. And by fucked, I mean you're going to get like a $1,000 fee slapped on you or you're going to end up spending 180 days in jail, which is whack. I don't even know if they'll fucking like, I don't even know if they'd end up doing like actual full jail time. I feel like they would just end up making you like come back later or something <laughs> like, because I don't know there's a country I don't know I don't know it's in the Middle East I think it's Iran or Iraq but they um like they released all the prisoners from like a bunch of jails that they had because they wanted to prevent the spread of the virus and of course like if one person in the prison got it that's fucking like 15,000 people 10,000 people who instantly have it and that's completely fucked you know like a situation to deal like even the, the hospitals like they would run out of space for regular people because they're taking care of all the prisoners, you know? Like, just shit like that is insane to me, that that's even, like, an option. So I don't even know if they're gonna, if they'd continue to, uh, want to bring prisoners into, like, this system here in El Paso. But since it's, like, a small, <laughs> since it's, like, a small, small-ish system, I guess they're not too concerned. But I guess it's just something to do with eventually. No, but yeah, so that's pretty much what the work uh, the stay home work safe order was and uh yeah uh that was pretty much it for that part um i guess the next thing i would guess <laughs> a cool part of this um because there's a lot of businesses that are getting fucked and uh, my roommate gian was actually telling me about it earlier and he was talking about how donald trump said that like 50 to 70 percent of small businesses are gonna get fucked or businesses are gonna get fucked and uh, that's a little nerve-wracking, but fuck it, I guess. Um, just because I am a, currently a bartender at this place called um, Union Draft House. 
Um, yeah, so I work at this place called Union Draft House, and fucking, um, yeah, oh, well, technically I'm a, oh, not technically, I am a bar manager, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I do work in that industry, so we got a little screwed because most bars closed, and yeah, we were doing to-go orders, but they're only having, like, one manager and two cooks on the side at the time, and there's only, they had like, there's several floor managers, and those guys are those guys handle the food and obviously the bar managers handle the bar <laughs> that didn't make him that doesn't make instant sense um yeah so we weren't even going to be doing that in the first place so we just we we were pretty much out of work until there is work and it was just kind of trippy kind of hit us hard yeah we got money saved and stuff and thank goodness we have <laughs> i have like some parents that are willing to help me out and stuff when if i if needed and stuff but like I said, thank goodness we have, we're under some pretty decent circumstances, but I know there's a lot of people that really weren't, and so that's exactly what these people, that's exactly what a bunch of business owners in El Paso kind of thought also, and so the big thing for them was just kind of, like I'm talking about, like I fucking know them, but so I didn't even know their names actually, I could probably look it up, but I won't at the moment, so it was this group of people, they got together, I think it was the owner of like Salt and Honey, this place, local, this like local place. Um, yeah, so they freaking, um, so they just felt like they obviously felt bad that all this stuff is happening. So what they did, they created a, um, I think, well, it was them and like, so it was him or like them, the owners of Salt and Honey, I think, and some other people, they got together and they created the Passive Food and Beverage Workers Fund. And pretty much what that does, it helps struggling restaurant and bar workers. And, um, there's this, um larger foundation it's called Paso del Norte Paso del Norte Community Foundation and um they pretty much mandle and hand, handle funds for like charitable companies or just people in general um like I'm on their website right now and um some featured funds are like um, the Richard Castro Community Service Scholarship Fund um Andrew Craftsurf <laughs> Craftsor fund for mental health and then also the COVID-19 response fund so obviously these this is just like um um a foundation that is pretty much based on um helping people locally <laughs> yeah pretty much helping local people and um obviously yeah they fucking help people so that's what the whole point of this um workers fund um that's the whole point of this fund right now and um People who apply could receive a one-time payment of $50 through PayPal, which is not bad, considering the fact that, like, yeah, it's 50 bucks, but that's a lot more than you're getting from, like, anything else right now. I know a lot of people are doing, like, the unemployment stuff, but who knows how long that's going to go through, because I think, I forgot the number, but I think it was, like, over, like, 200,000 people applied for unemployment, like, this, like, past Monday, or yesterday, actually, and... It's a fuckload of paperwork, and that's a. I don't imagine that they've got like a mat. I don't imagine that the government's hiring people to. Like, I don't imagine that they're moving people around right now as we speak. Maybe they are, but I just imagine the work is piling up for them, and 50 bucks could help out whoever really needs it. And yeah, so if you wanted to go apply, just go ahead and go to Paseo del Norte. Um. Oh yeah. So it's. PDNfoundation.org, and that's pretty much where you can go if you want to donate, or you could even go 
there if you want to apply for the <laughs> for that little gift that they're gonna give you um you don't even have to give them much information i think it's just like your name ways to reach you and then they're, they're gonna pay you through paypal so you need an email and then or an email that's attached to a paypal account most likely and then like proof that you got fired pretty much and hopefully you get paid but yeah so i guess it's really it's dope that there's people out there like actually thinking about like the little people and it's cool like i guess they really see that like um these people are like the heart and soul of their business besides the actual alcohol you know and besides the actual location but like the um the servers and the workers are all people that are just literally like fueling the restaurant and like bringing people back and it's um yeah it's cool seeing people actually care about us and stuff um yeah well thank you for listening um oh <laughs> well i guess also um well i guess the way this is kind of affected me or like well i kind of told you how it affected me because i don't have a job anymore and it kind of got my coworkers the same way because if most for the most part this is all their this is all their main hustle this is pretty much all like these girls do like they all go to school and stuff yeah but a lot of the girls that work there their main hustle is just bartending and there's actually several girls that work at several different places which is kind of just like mind-blowing you know and uh yeah so it's just kind of it's like it, it sucks being in this situation it sucks um yeah it sucks not being able to work it sucks like being closed down or whatever but it is for the greater good and i do see the bigger picture it just kind of sucks that like um that when it sucks when you get fucked you know but it's all good for the world i guess you know fuck it um no yeah so that gives me a lot more time to do more recording i haven't posted this i haven't posted a podcast in i don't know how long i think it's been like seven weeks or like six weeks so i'm glad to get back into it um yeah legit yeah like this morning first thing i did i started researching this shit and um this is the, the first thing like i actually just went to el paso times like the website and I just started looking up, like, like I actually looked up current events. <laughs> and I was like, no shit, well, there's a fucking fat current event going on right now. So I started to go dove down this rabbit hole, and here we are. Um, but again, thank you for listening. And I am hope you guys feel like listening to a bit more stuff, because I'm going to be having my roommate and business owner, friend, um, hetero life mate, Gian Piero Verme um, on the show next he's going to be talking about he's the owner of a restaurant called Hong Kong Buffet here in El Paso um, and he's just going to be talking to you a little bit about or talk, talking with us a little bit about how we're how everything or how he was affected how his employees were affected I'm pretty sure it's going to be a little similar to what I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, but still, I think some perspective is going to be cool since he is an actual business owner and uh, I just work at a restaurant, <laughs> but thank you guys for listening and just stay tuned for the next episode. It's literally going to be attached to this in like 30 seconds. All right. I'll catch you guys later. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Cool. Nice, 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 nice. Dude, fucking. So this is the first time you're recording some shit without like it actually being like.
like a song or some shit, huh? For like a minute. <laughs> yeah, wow, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. The fucking like months. I think like the last time we like we practiced like months ago. Like literally, like you were helping me when I was doing like just like the bullshit little warm up things that like when I first got all this equipment. Oh yeah, and that was like first bullshit. That was like actually like right when you had gotten Hong Kong too. Yep. Legit, like right when we were fucking around, cause I remember um we did um. I think we went to Guitar Center my first day off. <laughs> remember? We were oh yeah fuck yeah like, dude let's do it bro. You're like fuck yeah yeah. I remember like I remember you telling me, and then like I didn't have shit to do the rest of the day. And I fucking, like, I, like, texted Chase, like, a picture of the audio interface, and he was like, dude, what the fuck is that? Like, he had no idea even, what, like, what it was. And, like, no, but, yeah, just because, um, well, Jumpy and uh, our friend Jake, well, Jake's, like, a music producer, I guess, aspiring, and he's just got, he's got, like, all this equipment, like, a tons of cool shit that he has, like, he has, like, a keyboard, a bunch of cool software. Uh, me and Gianna always kind of joked around about using some of, like, <laughs> like, or, like, getting software, like, stuff like that. Just to try to do like the music thing, but like I don't know, fucking we just never really gotten around to it then. So now that we finally, well, we've known Jake for fucking ever, but um, now that like we're actually hanging out with the person that has like the equipment like on hand, it makes things like pretty easy, and like so that's kind of what Jumpy's been doing with his spare time, and like this, what is it, like day eight of <laughs> quarantine that we're in, right? <laughs> like day five, day eight probably. Yeah, so <laughs> pretty much, yeah, it's just been a minute. I lost track after I blacked out three nights in a row. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it was, um, for for a little while, this, like, the beginning part of this, <laughs> like, the beginning part of this whole fucking um, quarantine was just pretty much just a party. Like, we weren't even, like, well, because it started, like, well, for us, it went, we went out one Sunday, and then that following day, like, it started getting, like, kind of fucking serious. It was last Sunday, right? When yeah. people, when we started, when all the news was going around and like people, f- f- people from our hometown, which was like, well, obviously El Paso, Texas, or my hometown, Jumpy lives here. Um, yeah, fucking, uh, what's it called? No, yeah, and that's when the stick, stick, and shit started getting kind of serious. Like we found out one of the students from EPISD, I mean not EPISD from UTEP, had been, um, was like a confirmed case, and then there was also a person who was like kind of like like a, a peer of ours, and he was out of bars. That kind of, like, was, like, a huge kind of shocker. So we all just kind of went into, like, adjustment mode last week, and now we've just, like, toward the middle of last week, and then probably, like, since Wednesday, we've been kind of being on, like, legit quarantine. Like <laughs> Yeah, well, after Wednesday. Sunday, after we found out about the whole UTEP case, we were like, all right, uh-huh. we have to be careful. Dude, because <laughs> that was sketchy, because we were literally at bars that were kind of, like, near UTEP, so we were kind of like, I don't know. We we were just really nervous. We're all sharing a bottle too. Yeah, we, <laughs> we literally had bottle service. Like, <laughs> that's why I was kind of fucked. And we were like, because we were celebrating our friend's um, birthday party. It was like her birthday, like one of our coworkers. And we just all decided to go out. We all had some friends that were gonna be out there anyways. So we just went out, and fucking fuck, man. So we're we're all good though. Everything's cool. Everyone in the house is in good health. Fucking no, yeah. So that's kind of all we could be thankful for but uh i guess again sorry this is i guess it's like a good point to fucking finally do the introduction fucking well this is the angel main show still thank you for staying with us i know that was a brief little intermission with some music and uh fucking so if you guys can go ahead and give a warm welcome to my roommate and my oldest best friend gian piero what's up guys yeah how's it going 
This is Gian Piero, yeah. And um, so, what we're gonna be talking about today again? We're gonna stay on the same topic as the. We're gonna stay on the same topic, which is the COVID nineteen virus. And uh, as I mentioned a little earlier, Jumpy, um, <coughs> Jumpy himself, <laughs> Jumpy himself is a. Uh, Jumpy has, <laughs> has the coronavirus because it's a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. So Jumpy's a business owner, and as I was explaining earlier like tons of businesses are being affected and i went into a little bit of detail about like just kind of like what was happening to me and i'm just a person in like the bar businesses but jumpy's himself is a restaurant owner business owner so we wanted to give a little bit of we wanted to get some perspective from him so i was gonna ask you like what's like the first thing that like as it was kind of like as this whole thing was kind of like building up what was like the first thing you were concerned about um so obviously um besides everyone getting sick you know like the elderly especially in your family and uh you know all the kids and all that uh, my main concern was uh about losing money at first you know because the business is pretty big i know you've been there i know a few of our friends have been there too it's about uh a little over twelve thousand square feet so our first concern was okay well what are we gonna do are we gonna stay open are we gonna close um, uh, I know they mentioned something about reducing capacity at first. Mm -hmm. So our first thought was, okay, well, maybe we can't stay open, but we're just going to have to go ahead and reduce our capacity by half, <coughs> which already implements a lot of stress on myself and uh, my brother. You know, he's also a co-owner with me. And yeah, and just besides that too, you know, it wasn't even just one like factor that you want had to keep in mind. It was just plenty of them because the whole time that you're freaking out about your business and what you're going to do next, you know, especially because I'm new to everything. Uh, the whole time you have pressure from our employees <laughs> constantly ask you, well, what's going to happen? Um, uh, can I still work? I've been here longer than this person. If you're going to schedule anybody, it should yeah. be me. Or, you know, just like having factors in mind of like trying to do to go orders or like curbside, which is like another big factor. So basically, and that in and of itself is like a whole other expense too, because like, yeah, you have like, um, yeah, you, you're kind of prepped for like your regular orders like that, but this would be like completely shifting over to like a new type of business, you know? And especially since like, I don't know, I just see that being like a huge bitch. Yeah. You know, it's like just kind of like changing up the ballgame from one day to the next and mm -hmm. the whole idea too, that it's a buffet really like just makes it harder because you don't know if you need to charge by weight or I can still charge regular and then let them pick, you know, like a, either a set of rice or like noodles and then like either two inches or one up to them or a mm -hmm. soup. But the thing was that it's just, it was just like a very quick decision that we had to take. And we decided to just go ahead and shut down. You know, uh, the government was talking about giving out grants. Uh, I know a lot of people are trying to rely on that, especially all the businesses here. And myself included, yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, me like too, the man. unemployment thing, like fuck me. Right, I haven't even done my taxes <laughs> yet, too. Which is another thing. Yeah, me neither. I need to do my taxes. We have like a week. Yeah. I don't even know. Actually, what happens with taxes? Do you think? Well, you need to ask for an extension. Yeah, I'm gonna ask for an extension. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I have to pay for shoes. Yeah. <laughs> if, like, you know, Probably like, gonna delete that part. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like besides all that, too, the thing is like. You know, uh, a lot of my competition, like Teppanyaki Grill, um, Lin's Buffet, uh, Giant China Buffet, and Grand China Buffet, they try to stay open and do the whole, you know, uh, curbside or, like, to-go orders. And 
from what I heard, most of them had to close down, you know, because um, yeah. it's just, it, you just end up losing money. Mm-hmm. While you're trying to go ahead and please all your employees by keeping them, like, with the job, you know, that way yeah. you don't have to call out employment offices. And yeah. But then you just fucking, like, I don't know, because it puts the owners in the weird position because it's like you have the choice whether it's like, do I keep doing bullshit and, like, blow money on my employees or do I secure the business so they can have a job in when the if all this blows over, you know? Exactly. Like, like thinking long term. And like, that, that's why it's understandable. That's why that's why it makes sense. Like, I, I was kind of saying this earlier, like, it sucks being in the – being in the position where like your employer is telling you like yo there's no work or there's nothing to do but at the same point at the same like at the same time you have to like think about the whole business as a whole you know and, exactly like, you, you gotta like, protect yourself you know yeah legit and yeah i mean i even had one employee ask me like hey are we gonna be getting paid this whole time that we're not working and you know i'm, I'm over here like uh Fuck no. yeah like from what i know no yeah. <laughs> I, was, like, I wasn't planning on it you know like <laughs> Let me talk to the <laughs> government. Let me see if they want to give me a grant so we can go from there. But maybe they pay me, maybe I'll pay you. Yeah, and then besides from that, the landlord, uh, I got to see what I'm going to do with them since oh, I'm renting yeah. the property. Oh, true. I was going to say, well, I guess to give you guys a little bit more background information, <coughs> um, the restaurant Jumpy owns, obviously, what we've been talking about, it's called Hong Kong Buffet. And obviously, it's like a buffet restaurant. And, um, yeah, like it's mostly like uh, like the whole point of the restaurant is like getting large groups of people in there, and that's like the exact opposite of like what's like ordered by the government right now, which was making it so difficult. Yeah, you yeah. know, like for the amount of food that the the whole buffet is designed to have, mm-hmm. like people come in and eat from, or like the whole amount of food for it to be served at, at one time. Yeah, it's just for a large scale of people. You yeah, know? even the recipes are all like gigantic recipes. You know. And I mean, I even, like, I slowly told you guys, like, I saw it coming, you know, mm-hmm. um, that Saturday, I remember my sales were cut down by half. Yeah. And then Sunday again, I would say they were cut down about 55%. After that, my Monday, I lost money. And after that, you know, went yeah. ahead and made the executive decision of like, hey, man, there's no way. Yeah. Like, you're gonna survive it. this like this, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's going to get to a point like you, like, where you, where you losing money, you know? Like, that's, that's what kind of happened, like. I don't know, like, with our shit, you know? It would be, like, you're paying. You you would have, like, so many chefs in there and then so, or so many cooks, and then you'd have, like, management, and then you'd have, like, another, pl- another like, employee, right? Then you pay all them their wages, and if you're only getting, like, one or two orders an hour, and say if you end up by the end of the day with, like, 10 orders or some shit, like, 20 orders, that's barely enough to cover, like, two cooks or some shit, you know, the, or, like, the head chef and the manager. And like, the it ends up not too, being worth know, it. Like, like, it's so much easier just to, I mean, it's better just to close down. And they're all going to fight for the shifts, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, hey, like, why is he working? Why can't I work, you know? And imagine scheduling, like, each person, like, one time or, like, a week. And it's just, yeah, like, it's pretty hard, man. And I don't think, I mean, everyone obviously saw all the, like, dangers of, like, the virus, you know, as in, like, yeah. health-wise. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they saw the damage that it was uh, capable of causing to the economy. Oh, no, yeah, definitely. It's actually pretty crazy, man. It put the economy on hold over here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, definitely. The stocks have dropped. Oh yeah, stocks are like Crazy plummeting. I saw this like I saw this dude post a screenshot. I think he said he had like nine hundred dollars in Tesla stock, and it was like under three hundred dollars. He was like literally last week, like last week he had, he had over over nine hundred dollars in Tesla stock, and then now it was like two ninety something. Yeah, you see, like, that's <laughs> I don't know the exact numbers anymore. Yeah, because from now on, you know, like they're gonna start teaching all economists, like, hey, like this is what happened, you know, and like mm-hmm. this can happen again, so. 
it's in our interest to be able to, you know, like control the situation better next time, you know, know what to do, like, you know, because obviously the president kind of had a whole scare about it. So everyone went ahead and got scared. Yeah, because, yeah, fuck yeah. Mm hmm. And the biggest thing that everyone's comparing it to, you know, it's to the swine flu back in 2011 mm. when there was way more many cases here in the U.S. But then again, it wasn't this big of a scare, you know, like I remember the whole, you know, the whole panic because I was in, well, I believe I was in elementary school, fifth grade. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, everyone was freaking out about it and everything. And then out of nowhere, you know, like you just kind of started going away slowly and slowly. But with this, I mean, there's people that have stopped working at this point, have lost their jobs. Yeah. Uh, I know this person who's been trying to call the uh, unemployment offices. Yeah. To file unemployment, and also do it online, and that they're just busy with people. The it wait times are ridiculous, up. and you just cannot get a hold of them at this point. Fuck. That yeah, that's how you know, like how backed up the whole government is with this. And just, I think it's gonna take a while to come back from all this, man. Oh, for sure. The president already said he's, uh, well, <clears throat> economist or, you know, like they're kind of estimating that about 50 to 60, maybe 70% of businesses are going to fail after all this, due to all this. Yeah. And, you know, then again, uh, all those businesses, if they end up going down, it's a lot of people losing their jobs. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you know, they're all basically write-offs that over the, like, you know, a long time the government's going to be eventually paying off or at least just counting as an expense. Yeah. So, I mean, it just sets us back, you know, further and further. Mm-hmm. Which I think is crazy for for it just being a little something like the flu, you know? No, for real. Like, <coughs> no, yeah, I definitely agree. I was getting into that. Uh, I kind of had that thought earlier, too, just how, like, because I think, I'm pretty sure you told me, like, I'm, I forget who, but there was, like, 200,000 people tried to, like, call the unemployment offices, like, on Monday. Or like over two hundred thousand people, in like a single day, like that's fucking insane. You know, just like in one day. And I don't imagine that they have like thousands of offices to handle like the volume of people that are like needing their assistance. You know, or needing like the help. But like, like I know like some people were telling me that it's easy as fuck. Like I actually, Mario was talking about it earlier with Mario. Because there's, there's two. We have two friends named Mario, and Mario was talking to Mario about how like simple it was, and like he knew of somebody that did it on their phone, right? And apparently it's super, like, some of the processes could be easy, but still, it's like, when people who need help, like, say if there's people that don't understand the system or people that don't have access to to the internet, they don't have, like, several devices that they could use, like we do, like, there's, like, at, just in, at this fucking table, there's, like, six electronic devices that I could use to message or, like, use the internet, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's fucking insane how, like, lucky we are. But that's when, like, the government is getting fucked with all those people, because there's not, like, I don't know, there's too many people without shit. Or without, like, the knowledge. Like, I don't know. Can you imagine all the old people? Or, like, all, like, the 40-year-old Mexican dudes who, like, have, like, a flip phone. Who just, like, got, I don't know, got unemployed. Like, here, like, say if they're working at Lowe's or some shit, they just got fired. And they're fucked, you know? Like, they don't know how to figure this shit out. Like, they don't, like, I don't know. No, yeah, for sure. There's gonna be a lot of people just fucked around. And then the thing with the coronavirus, too, that uh, everyone's saying that it's going to get worse before it gets better, you know? Uh, I know a lot of people have been laid off from their jobs, and they've been told that it's not only that once all the restaurants <coughs> open again and everything goes back, you know, like into motion again, yeah. is when everyone's going to get their jobs back. They're actually projecting probably like a two to three month yeah. 
you know, kind of like a time span just to go ahead and let like all the businesses go ahead and make some money before they get other people back just to share their jobs and to share themselves. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it's, it's crazy, man. It's gonna change the world for dude, sure. Uh, fucking. <clears throat> if it hasn't already. No, dude, they're changing like even like the education system. Like right now, like everything's like aimed to be like online classes. Like well, obviously like for college and shit. My mom's even telling me like already like all their shit is like already she's already preparing all of her shit for like online stuff like and she's been doing video chats with all of her students and stuff like calling their parents like making sure everything's tight like making making sure they're doing their work making sure they're doing the reading and i think they send photocopies or they sent a picture of their student of their kids work like to my mom and then fucking my mom goes over it from there like it's it's fucking like it's weird like she told me she's just been on the computer these past two days yeah you see Mm. And then again, like and she's a teacher. And then Jake apparently, like, oh, dude, apparently Texas schools are the only schools, like, or Texas universities are the only universities in all of the United States to have not shut down yet. So fucking like that's why Jake's mom is still working and shit. Yeah, that's insane, man. Yeah, it's fucked. It's insane. Completely fucked. Yeah, especially that you know after that girl got diagnosed with it, you know, and yeah. tested positive. I had you too. Just imagine all the pressure that puts on all the teachers and staff. Mm. So everyone that was just like walking around is literally vulnerable. And what's fucked up is that she was literally using the stu- the shuttles. Like she literally used the shuttles that you took. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the story. <laughs> that's like, I don't know, that's what we've heard. But um, yeah, apparently that's fucked. And then also like she came from Europe, right? Like she was a foreign student. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she came back, back to school. And then, oh, fuck. Jesus Christ, that's, that's insane. It sounds like the plot to a movie. Like, every scenario sounds like a new plot to a movie of how this shit just, like, starts spreading like crazy. But oh, it's cool yeah. that we're taking all these precautions and stuff. Like, it definitely is fucking insane. And you see, the thing is that they told mostly everyone that, you know, that there was a 97% chance survivor rate to the virus, which actually in the U.S. right now, I remember my sister was showing me earlier off her phone, off this website that someone showed her. Um, there's a little over 600 deaths right now, and there's a little over 300 people that have recovered. So that's actually about a 50-50 ratio, you know, which definitely turns the tables on everyone and and the situation. Maybe that's why we're going into such, like, quarantine, because it really is is deadlier than we thought. Or that they told us, at least. But, you know, it's always good to just be safe and wash your hands. Yeah, yeah, like definitely wash your hands. Yeah, do everything that you Practice see. Social distancing yeah. with your friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> Legit, yeah, with yeah. your friends. No, yeah. honestly, fucking. No, yeah. only one way to find out, man. No, no, yeah, legit. We'll just see how that shit goes. See what blows. See if it blows over, or when it blows over. Just go pull out all your money from the bank. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone get a safe right now. Right. Pull out all your money from the bank, and then. Invest in crypto cryptocurrencies now, while you can, especially XRP, <laughs> now that and, the price and is Ethereum low. and EOS. I'm just kidding. I'm not a fucking tech guy or whatever, crypto like, guy. Yeah, you see, apparently people in China have already, you know, gone back to working and stuff, especially in all the factories. They did. Uh, and like all the cars for clothes. Yeah, all the electronic companies and all that. You know, which really has help to bring the stock market back up or at least yeah. get it you know like kind of greasing its wheels getting it back up and running again yeah but i mean then again there's been new, new cases too which is pretty good right 
There hasn't been. Nope. There was one in there was one in El Paso this morning. No, no, in China. Oh, in China. Yeah. Oh, I was, yeah. like, I was like, there's literally one in El Paso this morning. Yeah, I was like, okay, me. so in the U.S. it's barely starting, especially yeah. where we are right now. You know, yeah. there's only ten. Apparently, New York holds five percent of the world's cases right now. That's fucked. There's a lot of people in New York right now that are getting sick. I think it's like over like fifty an hour. Dude, that's that they're projecting fifty an hour on average. Fifty an hour. Imagine twenty four hours, twenty four hours in a day. That's like the entire population getting fucked. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like 12,000? Maybe well, it's because, dude, I wonder, if, cause I wonder if it's because New York is so dense. Oh, yeah, for sure. The whole you state know, of New York is so fucking dense, yeah. There, you know? Yeah. And how many people are there in New York? Fucking, like, I don't even fucking know. We're looking this shit up right now. Probably, I would say probably get, like, two million. Three? The outskirts? Million? New York, New York State or New York City? City. City. New York State itself is nineteen point five four million. Okay. And city, and that was in twenty nineteen. Dude, holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So half of okay. half of the population of fucking New York State is in oh, New York old, City. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's eight point six two eight point eight point six two three million. Yeah, eight million. So pretty much nine, almost nine million people. So imagine like, fuck, that'd be like seventy percent of the city getting infected. Like, uh, do you think seventy? I don't know. Fuck, that'd be a lot of people getting infected. That'd be like, <laughs> holy cow! Yeah, like, that's I don't a know lot. how shit. I don't know. Literally, fuck me, dude. That shit's <laughs> scary as fuck. Yeah, but oh my we'll god, happens, God, this was such a sad episode. That that's why we're. That's where we're making it, though, man. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a, it's a good it's thing. It's the truth. It's part of the Angel Man show. Yeah, it's true, yeah. We Angel Man is speaking the truth. We expose what's really happening over here. Yeah, no, yeah we talk the truth. Um, no, but yeah, so I guess the only thing we really can do is just fucking try to just stay inside, stay positive, keep doing whatever rituals you have to do to keep your mind clear, fucking take care of your loved ones, call your loved ones, and fucking, I hope, all the listeners have a great day do you have anything else to say bro thank you guys for having me thank you for listening mm-hmm. you guys have an awesome day be safe and uh when all this blows over you could hit up hong kong buffet when it reopens it's fire. what's the address 1188 north yarborough all right cool Boston, Texas, seven nine nine two five. sweet f1 <laughs> and that is hong kong buffet again thank you for tuning in to the angel main show this was a sad episode, like I said earlier, but this is just something I felt like we should be talking about or we should talk about a little bit. Hope everything's cool with your fam and stuff. Everyone have a great day and fucking vibes or whatever. <laughs> Peace <laughs> out, guys. Good vibes. <laughs> Bye. Good vibes. All love, baby. <laughs>